Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to The Conversation, a LYF podcast series where we provide our insight, thoughts, and experiences on today's topic. My name is Ayla, Growth and Development Coordinator for the Love Yourself Foundation. My name is JR, IT Tech Web Admin and Board Member of the Love Yourself Foundation. And how are you doing, JR? You know, I'm doing better. It's kind of a rough start to the week. Got to hang out with some friends last night and that kind of made me a little bit happier. So I'm definitely doing better now than I was in the beginning. How about you? You know, I'm happy to hear that. I'm doing pretty good. I had a long week, but in a good way, in a good way, a very productive week, I would say. And I think that that's something that's always been important to me. And during the week, I actually had a little revelation of, you know, how to set up my life for the future and how I can set my space up for the future. And that's actually what today's episode came from, where we're talking about how to make space for your happiness. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this because for the past couple of episodes that we've been doing, I think there's a lot of real deep talks that we've been having. And I think that this is a little bit on the lighter side, (laughs) which is good. I mean, you got to have the good with the bad, right? But I think this episode is going to be fun. I think this episode is going to be fulfilling. And hopefully that this will allow other people who are listening to find their happiness in their space. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to do something different and we do dive into some deep topics and, and go really in depth of how to explore them. And this one is a little bit more of an actionable step where it's something that you can do immediately. And it's actually one of the first steps you can take to kind of reflecting and finding power in your life. Yes. I think we should just get into it right Let's do it. now. <laughs> So as we always start, we like to give the definition of what it is that we're talking about. And since today we're talking about making space for your happiness, what is the definition of happiness? Happiness is an emotional state characterized by feelings of joy, satisfaction, contentment, and fulfillment. While happiness has many different definitions, it is often described as involving positive emotions and life satisfaction. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's kind of a a really general, something we all relate to, but in a way that all of us experience differently. And this episode's really cool because the way that each of us makes space for our happiness is kind of through the same actions, but through different ways. And so it's going to be exciting to kind of go through the different ways that 
our space influences us and how your environment can be altered to make you the best version of yourself, really. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to talking about and trying to understand more about that space. And when we say space, sometimes it's more of a physical sense, but it could be a mental space or or physical as far as internally, that whatever it is that we're trying to find that happiness, we need to make sure that we are doing everything we can to allow that space for that happiness to come in. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned mental as well, because I'm going to go through a lot of like tangible ways to free up space and allow your happiness to perpetuate in all aspects of your life. But I think that, you know, that aspect of knowing how to free up mental space is really important, too. And it's kind of taking a catalog of how meaningful is this thing in my life and and is it purposeful and is it truly making me happy? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like I'll talk today with physical space they actually connect, but in ways that we don't really pay attention to that much. And like we have trouble getting rid of an older book that we really love. It's the same way that it's hard for us to stop having relationships and, you know, stop having those sort of mental things that seem so meaningful to us, but aren't really having a a good place in our life. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought that up too, because I've been practicing minimalism for years now. And when people hear the word minimalism, they think the physical form of it, where we're just getting rid of every single thing in our house that doesn't bring us joy or happiness in order to have this less is more mentality, right? Mm -hmm. But there's also a mental side to it as well, where things that we are attached to that we know don't bring that joy or happiness or don't fulfill our lives that we have to get rid of is part of that idea as well. It's not just about getting rid of that shirt that I haven't worn in two years. There's also attachment to those ideas and whatever that may be that you're trying to get rid of, the whole idea is just to make your life as fulfilling as possible without the clutter. Yeah, exactly. And I like how you say it isn't just that because it is getting rid of things that don't matter to you and making your space full of things that bring you joy and things that you love. But It also is freeing up that mental space for you to fill your mind with things that are happier, with things that are more fruitful and things that can bring you happiness at the end of the day, because that internal happiness comes from both the external world, but also from how comfortable are you living in your mind? And Mm. I think that if we look at how we live in the outer world and how we live in our mind, we need to make sure both of them are a place that, that can bring fulfillment. I feel like our conversation episodes have kind of been leading up to this moment. (laughs) You know, we've just been doing all the groundwork possible for ourselves and, and for others that are around us. And now we're at a space where it's, let's go ahead and put some happiness in there now that you've done the work. And I love that because this episode can be something that's, you know, following all the other ones, but it also can be a first episode. And I think that that's kind of the duality of it is that if you have take all the reflection from all the other episodes and you have thought about what it is you want, what it is you want your life to look like, this can be the kind of first step towards you putting that into your life. But this also can be the first episode you listen to and the first step you take towards realizing 
that you can take that reflection and you can give yourself more time to find happiness. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited. And so I do want to touch more on instead of just the hypothetical of what this episode is going to be kind of touching on some of these main points to start here. And it's that if you know yourself and what you want, you can kind of change your environment to help yourself thrive. And this is really by making room for growth in your life. So a lot of times we change faster than our space does. Whether that's our mental space, whether that's our physical space, whether that's the space in our car, whatever it is, we're constantly developing. And that's always the goal, right? But our spaces kind of lag behind because it seems kind of exhausting to have to clean through everything. Right. I don't know. Do you feel that way too? <laughs> I, I do. I do. I, I, and can you say that line one more time? We change faster than, is it our space? Yeah, we change faster than the things around us. So the things around us. it's kind of because because it's not just our bedroom or where we live. It's also, you know, what we're wearing. It's also the vehicle that we're taking. It's yeah. also it's all these things. And I think that moving forward is kind of about taking intention and it's saying, I really loved these things. I'm in my teen room right now, right? Yeah. Where I grew up in my teens and kind of looking and saying, oh, I really loved these things when I was 15. I loved these things. Am I the same as when I was 15? No. no <laughs> and, it's, and it's kind of hard because if I'm holding those things still, I'm holding myself back from continuing to grow because I'm not allowing myself space for what my future is going to look like since I'm holding on to the past. And I think that it's kind of hard to look at it that way, but that's really what the truth is. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up too, as far as holding on to the past and and us growing faster than the things that are around us, because we can also attribute time as one of those facets when it comes to growth, right? Mm-hmm. That sometimes in the negative space, we think that we don't have enough time to make the change. Right. So then Definitely. our our space gets over cluttered because we're so, quote unquote, busy to be able to clear that area or clear that space that sometimes we use time as a crutch. And Definitely. in your example, you being in the space that you've been in since you were a teen, you know, we're holding on to the past. So it's hard for us to move beyond that because this is such a safe space for us for such a long time. Sometimes time we take for granted a little bit and what we need to do, or at least in my personal opinion, we can't just bottle that up and say that, oh, I don't have enough time to make this change. Everybody has the time. It's up to you to figure out when you're ready to make that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that first starts with realizing how important it is. But I'm glad that you kind of went over it in that way because, you know, it is really comfortable for me to say, wow, like I remember my childhood when I didn't have bills and responsibilities and 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 a career and it was just easy and I could go outside and hang out with my friends. And these were books that I really enjoyed and things that I really loved doing. When you think about how you plan to move forward, like I'm going to be moving into my first apartment soon. And Let's go. like, how do I want, <laughs> thank you. How do I want my space to reflect like that growth to set myself up for allowing for new things in my life? Because if I'm constantly holding on to my past like this, I'm not giving space for the future that I intend to have. And that's really the basis of this episode is allowing yourself to make space for your growth because through self-love and discovery is going to come quickly and you're going to start realizing, wow, like these things don't matter to me anymore, but I'm holding such attachment to it. And that's how you hold on to bad habits, how you hold on to bad boundaries mm-hmm. and, and everything that we've talked about, we hold on to them because we have a value to them because we have memories with them. 
And because it's fear of failure, we're, we're afraid to change. So it all kind of accumulates into this action that we're going to be taking today. And if this is your first episode of the conversation, we welcome you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this. But I would highly advise you to listen to the other episodes that we've already made because this is a perfect example of us getting to this space, right? And everything that Ayla has been talking about are topics that we've discussed in the past. And it's kind of cool to see that transition from those older episodes that really are timeless, but to get us to this place that we're at right now in order to accept making that space for your happiness. So exactly. I think that's really cool. And thank you, Ayla, for plugging those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. And again, welcome. Before we go into some examples here and, and how this truly looks and how to go through this process, um, I just want to say that this is about a life of choosing your happiness, a life full of that, and how having this self-awareness and you know reflecting on how things are meaningful to you allows you to make the actions necessary to have power in your life. And so a lot of people don't realize the power that their environment has on them. And the thing is that when our space is untidy, when it's cluttered, when there's things that don't bring joy, don't bring love to us, we can be more stressed, we can feel less in control of our lives, and we will feel more overwhelmed. And I think a lot of times we have those emotions and we point to other things like stress over a job or a test or feeling overwhelmed for whatever reason, or just that there's so much you have to do and you don't feel in control. But a good place to have your mental space in is one that you know is, okay, my space is clean. It's full of abundance. It's full of love. It's full of things that I enjoy. And my space reminds me, and I think that's the important thing. My space reminds me that I am in control and that at any time I can accomplish what I need to accomplish and choose happiness for myself. Yes. And I would agree with that for me personally, on my journey of minimalism and, and accepting those ideals into my life, I used to live in environments that were very cluttered. A lot of things that I didn't really put any thought into, emphasis, joy, whatever the case may be. It was just, there was a lot of things, a lot of stuff around. Coming home to that did not make me feel at ease, did not calm me at all that now I live in an environment that pretty much looks like a model home majority of the time. <laughs> it's not just the aesthetics that pleases me when it comes to that. It's more so for my mental health. Exactly. Um, coming home to a clutter-free environment, even going to bed or going into my bedroom with a bed that's already made is what brings me joy. And I had watched that motivational speech where this person was talking about making your bed every morning allows you to feel accomplished. It, it's such a simple act. It doesn't take that much time, but at least you know that you've accomplished at least one thing that day that it will trigger more drive for you to complete or to finish other things throughout the day. And at the very least, when you come back home, you know that you are coming back home to something that you completed. Yeah. So I do understand the emphasis of having a clutter-free space, a clean home, whatever it may be, but it also goes into the mind as well. It allows me to have a clear mind, clear vision, allows me to focus. So there's a lot of things that attribute to that mentality as well. 
Mm -hmm. I'm really glad that you firsthand have experienced minimalism. I have always liked it a lot. And I think that, you know, I have been reluctant to start because of the attachment I have to things. And, and I guess we'll find out what my space looks like when I, (laughs) when I actually move into my own and I'm in control of it. But what I want to point out is that the world around us is very much more stuff is good. Mm-hmm. And it's always pushing us and the advertising pushes us to fill our homes and have our spaces with things that we don't really want or need. And that will always be there. And so over the years, we'll just be accumulating all this stuff, all these things, even cleaning regularly. I'm like, why do I have this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at the time you're like, oh my gosh, I want to buy this. Like I need it. And you don't. And so I really love like the foundations of minimalism, because it makes sure that you realize the intentions that you have with everything. Mm-hmm. And bef- and in practicing, you kind of realize, is this something I really need? Or is it just something I want? And in buying it, am I negating things that I actually do need? You know, right. there's just so many other facets that come about from it. And I'm really glad that you experienced it so that you can speak on it firsthand. Yeah. And with that idea, just to give you a, a quick easy example. There's a whole bunch of childhood toys that I had growing up, talk boys, games, all kinds of things that have just been sitting around that I haven't really touched in years. That idea of it just collecting dust, but me holding onto it because there's some kind of attachment to these items, even though they really don't mean anything to me now, was really the drive to kind of get rid of this stuff. And it allowed me to to sell these things that I didn't even know had value to other people. And, you know, through that, I was able to not only get rid of this stuff, but I was able to sell it. I was able to pay off my car with the money that I made from getting rid of these things that I thought that I needed, but really didn't. So there was a lot of positive that came from that experience, but a lot of it was the ability to just say, this does not bring me joy. This does not bring me happiness. I do not need this and actually getting rid of it instead of just like, I get rid of it and like two weeks, I'll put it over here in the corner. I'll I'll take it to Goodwill when I have the chance. It was really a freeing experience. And it allowed me to go through more things, not just, you know, toys and items and whatever the case may be, but things I was holding from my past. It allowed me to get rid of those things as well. So it was a great experience. Minimalism is not for everybody. And I will be honest that there are times where I kind of fall back and and start to notice that things are starting to collect again. But it's just that idea where you understand the basic concept of what minimalism is, mm-hmm. and you can readapt those ideas when things get a little too much. So yeah, if anybody hasn't checked out the minimalism documentaries on our Netflix, I would highly advise you to because they not only transform my life, but there's a lot of good that comes out of those documentaries. Yeah. Definitely. I'm kind of backtracking to something you said about having things that have value to other people. (laughs) Kind of the one man's trash is another man's treasure kind of Mm -hmm. thing. I know that I have books, I think, from when I was in like fifth grade right now on my shelf that I'm looking at. And I haven't picked them up probably since then. (laughs) Not going (laughs) to lie. And the thing is, like, why hold on to it when I know that someone else at that age could find joy in that Mm -hmm. when I'm, I'm kind of hoarding it over the memory of it? 
and it's just taking up space. It doesn't take away the fact that I enjoyed it at one point. And I know, I know for a fact that I'm not going to read it again, but I think a lot of times what I do is say, this is something that mattered to me at one point. It no longer is something that I'm using and it's no longer something that is really important in my daily life and gives me happiness besides the memory, mm-hmm. but kind of knowing that there can be value in those things to other people. And just because it doesn't belong in your space anymore, it doesn't mean it doesn't belong in their space. And so I'm really glad that you mentioned that. That was kind of a, a big realization for me too, is it, it's not just throwing things in the trash in order to get rid of it in your space. That understanding that other people might want that because mm-hmm. maybe it brings them joy. Maybe it, it brings them back to their childhood or wherever the case may be, that you can add value to other people's lives by giving up the things that you thought meant something to you. Mm-hmm. And also I wanted to go back to you moving out. I'm really excited for you to move out and be out on, on your own and having your own space. And I'm actually going to be curious how you might change when you have a new environment to Definitely. be living in. So we might have to do a recap episode <laughs> you actually move in and, and see where you're at with all that. Oh, definitely. I'm sure these episodes always seem to reflect where either of us are at a certain time. It just works out that way. And right, I think yeah. that once I do move in, there'll be some sort of revelation or, or some sort of thing that I'm like, I need to tell people about this and explain it to them. So stay tuned for that, everyone. Yeah, I'm curious with what we're talking about today, when you actually move out, what is the stuff that you're going to be bringing with you and mm-hmm. what's going to be left behind? Because I think that that's really going to tell you where you're at in life as far as things or stuff or whatever the case may be. And, and to really see what adds value to your life or what is it that you really enjoy versus what you can just give. I'm so glad you said that because I'm going to be pulling information from two books today. And those books are The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up with Marie Kondo and Outer Order, Inner Calm by Gretchen Rubin. And so if you like what I'm talking about, I definitely recommend those two books. What you just mentioned is one of the key aspects of those books is that as you're tidying up and clearing out space, you're able to see your current wants and needs and your vision for the ideal future. And oftentimes people will be like, I didn't realize how much these things mattered to me. And that makes me think that I need to explore that aspect of my life a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I realized I really love mystery novels and I haven't read in a long time. Maybe I should start reading those again. Something like that. I think that moving out is an easy out because Mm -hmm. the thing is like when you're moving, you're having to move the things anyway. And so I'm really excited because I'm able to sort then and there oh, I want to bring this with me. I don't want to bring this with me. And it's going to be interesting. I'm going to try to do it before then because I want to set myself up for happiness now. I don't want to put it off for the future. And I think that that's something that oftentimes we'll do. We'll say, I know that I need to clear off this bookshelf or I need to look at the clothes I don't wear anymore, but we can do it another day. It'll, It'll always be there. We can choose another time to do it. But I want you to remember the next time you say that, that you're putting off your future. And you're putting off your ability to achieve your goals. I want you to give it that weight, even if it seems a little bit dramatic, because the act of tidying up and freeing up space is kind of the the thing that allows you to see that you control what's around you. And it allows you to see, okay, I choose the goals that I have. I choose the habits that I have. And I'm in power of changing that at any time. And so it's allowing yourself to kind of see, oh, I can continually choose happiness at any given moment. And I'm free to do that. Nobody's stopping me. I love that a lot. And I feel that this is 
one of those instances in your life that you have the most control over is allowing that space to be opened up to things that you actually want and getting rid of the things that don't attribute to that, that you do have all the control when it comes to that. And when it comes to control, you also have that side of it of deciding not to as well. So it is very important to make that time for yourself in order to get rid of the things that don't mean much to your life anymore because it's the grander scheme of things is that it's going to make you a happier person in the end right and it's not anybody else's decision but yours so that's what i mean by you have the most control in this particular environment Mm -hmm. the kind of central idea is how do i get my outer life to reflect the happiness i want to feel inside And so this is a lot of things and I'm definitely going to be following Marie Kondo's kind of guide. And so if you want to know how to free up your space, go listen to her. She can say it a lot more eloquently. She came up with it and can do that step-by-step tutorial, but it really comes from one, be full of things that you love and enjoy, because then it kind of sets your mind at that ease, that that calmness. Mm -hmm. But two, what I really love the idea of is clothes. And I have such a hard time getting rid of clothes. <laughs> Even if I know like there's things that I adore, but I never wear them. And I'll be like, okay, but what if in this one instance, I need something like this and I don't have it. Right. And, and I have a lot of things like that, but kind of the idea of constantly checking in and making sure that your wardrobe reflects your current state. This is something that's important because confidence oftentimes can first begin with what you're wearing and not just like, oh, I'm wearing, you know, Louis Vuitton and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you right. know, I, but if you have clothes that kind of make you feel good about yourself, it can set you in a space where you're automatically at a higher level of confidence when you're leaving. And too often do I see people wearing clothes that are intentionally hiding themselves not just like in oh. a in a physical aspect, but they don't want people to pay attention to them and they don't want interaction with others and that they're not wearing things that kind of have meaning to them. And it's kind of really hard to explain actually now that I'm attempting to explain it. But I always talk about how once you go through the self-discovery journey and find self-awareness that all aspects of your life will start to kind of shine through. Mm-hmm. And we all have that uniqueness to us where we all and I think that's that's the beautiful thing is that in our uniqueness, we all have different interests. We all like different music. We all like different colors and to wear different things and different styles of glasses and shoes. And, you know, I love Crocs and a lot of people hate them, but I, I don't understand them. I'm just gonna- <laughs> <laughs> I know you, I knew you would say it. That's why I had I had to mention it. But the thing is, like, if you start to wear things and it, and it is hard, I will I will admit, because. you do get a different sense of attention. But if you start to wear things that reflect who you truly are and what you enjoy, like I have pink Crocs and and how often do pink Crocs match the outfit? Not very often, I'll say. But (laughs) I'm so much happier when I'm wearing them. I just feel like, wow, I love these shoes. They're so cute. And having the kind of notion that that sets me up for a space of happiness Mm -hmm. and that will be reflected to other people. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make here is that once you start choosing a wardrobe in in particular, that it kind of is embodying of things that you enjoy to wear, things that make you feel comfortable, you'll be happier. And other Mm -hmm. people will see that and they won't judge you for that because they can see that you're happy. And they'll be almost envious of that idea. And I see that all too often. 
when I was going through my journey of getting rid of things, clothes was the big one. Closet was filled with stuff that I haven't worn in forever. And it is that idea of just allowing yourself to get rid of the stuff that you know you're not going to wear anymore because it doesn't bring you any happiness. Like, when's the next time I'm going to wear this deep V shirt? <laughs> Folks, that was, that was a long time ago, right? There was a different time. <laughs> He's gone now, but it, it didn't bring me happiness anymore. You know, it's uh, when am I going to wear it? I'm never going to wear it. So why has it been in my closet for years? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a sense of I purchased this with my own money that I need to hold on to it because there's value, it's always mine. right? Mm-hmm. But is there really any value to that shirt when you haven't worn it in forever? Exactly. Same idea with, I know that I might be rubbing some people the wrong way, but shoe culture is one of the things Ooh, as well. I'm where- so glad you mentioned it's not just, you know, Jordans and stuff like that. It could be heels and, and and whatever types of shoes that you like, right? Is there really any value to you if you purchase it with all this money and you only wear it once a year, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. And I'm not one to judge. So if that brings you value because you own that shoe, you wear it once a year, but it still satisfies you, think all for it. But if it doesn't do that for you, then you need to reevaluate what is in your closet to allow that happiness to be there. And even if it's to recoup some of that cost that you made, because there's many places where you can sell your clothes Resell, too, yeah. you know, and you can take that money and, and apply it to stuff that you actually want, you know, new wardrobe, a new wardrobe. And I like what you were saying about you wearing things that hide you. I feel like our lives are phases, right? And we mm-hmm. always go through these different phases throughout our journey that you should allow yourself to embrace those phases. And by embracing those phases, you're going to get rid of some stuff that just doesn't suit that anymore. Where long time ago, big flared out pants were in, and now you're in a different phase of your life where more fitted jeans or or, or is where it's at. Mm -hmm. Then it's okay to get rid of, of the past, those things that don't create that value for you anymore. And to allow yourself to embrace this new phase of your life. So definitely getting rid of those things. And I, I say things very poignantly uh, <laughs> that it's okay to get rid of that stuff because it, it doesn't bring you any joy anymore. And for me on that journey for myself, getting rid of all those clothes and narrowing it down to where it's uh, a few white shirts, a few black shirts, a few gray shirts. And that's what brings me happiness. Uh, it makes my mind freer to make other decisions right Mm -hmm. and it's that idea of like i don't claim myself to be a genius but that genius mentality where you walk into their closet and they only have one item so they don't have to choose yeah they don't have to choose it literally made my life in the morning so much easier to walk into my closet and know that i only had like 10 or 12 options and just pick one versus 50 60 different things of items i'm never gonna wear you know yeah yeah I like how you mentioned about I spent money on this. And that's something that really stops me because I'm like, oh, I remember buying that shirt for $30. I never wore it. I don't want to just donate it because that's a waste of the $30. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, there's so many apps where you can sell. There's so many stores where you can try to exchange, sell. And sitting in the closet isn't going to provide value. It's not going to provide you money. And it's also not going to be seen by anybody. It's a waste for you to have it just sit there kind of thing. Maybe, right. I, maybe I hope that one day I will want to wear it. <laughs> right. The um, other thing that goes with that too is when people give you stuff. So yeah. I, I have a 
Cowboys jersey that was gifted to me a long time ago. I'm not even a Cowboys fan anymore, but it's still sitting in my closet. So am I holding on to it because of somebody else? Mm -hmm. Because somebody else bought it for me that I feel bad if I were to sell it or get rid of it. I think that that's something that you have to keep in mind as well is when you're on this journey, when you're trying to make these changes and create the space to give you happiness, that sometimes it's okay to not put that into consideration, right? Because at the end of the day, it's it's what brings value to you. Mm-hmm. And if you're putting too much emphasis on what somebody else has given you, then I don't think you're really making that space, right? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because it is something that came up in the book. What happens when you got given a gift and you don't really want it? And, <laughs> and what they mentioned is, is the person that gave it to you ever going to know you got rid of it? Like, are they ever, are they visiting your house often? And are they looking for that particular item? Like, does it have to be on display? And if the answer is no, like, are you keeping it out of principle? Would you care if someone got rid of it kind of thing? Right. I think it's, it's definitely an, a gray area of, of kind of hard to navigate, but at the end of the day, it's about, you know, is it having purpose and meeting in your life? Cause I know for a lot of people, gift giving and receiving is something that does bring a lot of meaning and joy and seeing that other people gave them things. I know I still have lots of letters that were given to me and I don't read them too often, but they were things that were given and I, that holds meaning to me enough to keep them. Yeah. It, it just, it's really individual. So it's hard to say, yes, get rid of everything that was given to you. You know, it's, <laughs> it's <Right>. totally individual. <laughs> and that's why it's important to take the steps yourself to say, and honestly, thinking about it kind of, motivates me like I'm looking at my space and I'm like I want to do this right now like (laughs) (laughs) all right folks we're going to put a pause on the episode (laughs) yeah but for real it's it really allows you to move forward and take control and I think that you know putting yourself in that state is exciting because you're telling yourself wow what do I want my future to look like Mm -hmm. what do I want my space to look like and my daily life to look like and through tidying up it's also an important place to look at what routines do I want every day? Do I have the space set up to allow me to complete those routines? If the answer is no, how can I set that up? How can I make it easier to accomplish going to the gym? Is it having a special part of my closet dedicated to gym clothes and, Mm. and the things I need for the gym? So it's super easy to go or, you know, stuff like that. I think that that's a big part of it as well. I'm happy that you said exciting as the word of wanting to get started on this opening up and and allowing that space and getting rid of stuff that's not bringing you any value because it is an exciting experience. I will say that for people who are going to try or interested in trying it, it literally takes one or two items to say, this doesn't bring me any value and put it in a box that mm-hmm. is going to be donate or sell or whatever the case may be. It literally takes a couple items to get you started and to build that excitement. For me, when it was getting rid of old toys from my childhood, some of it was hard to put in the donate or sell pile because I tried to trick myself into thinking, yes, this meant something to me. I want to hold on to this, even though I had not even seen this item for five, six years. Yeah. But as soon as it got into my hands, I'm like, oh, I remember when I was playing with this and how much joy it brought me. Maybe if I, what am I doing? (laughs) This doesn't bring me joy. Maybe it brings back good memories, but getting rid of it doesn't mean that you're getting rid of the memory. Exactly. 
Exactly. That those memories don't go away once you get rid of it. Those memories are still there. It's just not a tangible item that you see anymore, right? Mm -hmm. It does put you in an exciting state when you start to see those items going away and you start to see the space start to open up that you haven't even seen before. I mean, an idea that I had was going through my closet and not even seeing the bottom of the floor because there's so much stuff that once I got rid of a majority of those items, I was like, there's so much space in this closet. <laughs> That's where the excitement starts. And I highly encourage people to take that idea and to run with it because it doesn't have to be everything in your home. And I think that exactly. starting small is important as well. Just take one section of your closet or mm -hmm. one drawer that you have and see what is what brings you value, what doesn't. And then that will trigger more of that excitement of, okay, I did one drawer in my dresser. What about underneath my bed? Or what about this section in my closet? Whatever the case may be. And I would actually, you know, the people who are listening, I would actually kind of like to see maybe DM us some pictures in the Instagram or whatever the, our social medias are that you're taking this journey, right? And yeah. to see where, where you started and, and where it's at. And maybe you and me, Ayla, can do that too, because I know that I have some projects that I'm trying to declutter as well that maybe we can kind of make it more interactive, you know? Yeah, I totally love that idea. I really do. I love everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just super exciting because once you start cleaning and it is kind of like a domino effect, you're like, wow, okay, this felt good. What else can I can I sort through? Mm -hmm. And the reason is that it's a promise of new possibilities. You're saying my closet is it's kind of bare now. Like, what, what else do I want to buy? Like, I feel like I can finally kind of like a crab shedding its shell and going into a bigger one. Mm -hmm. Like you're allowing yourself to see that there's more possibilities out there than all the things that you're dragging along with you. And it's just something that it can be really fun. And it doesn't have to be this, like you said, it doesn't have to be your entire house in one day. And I think that Marie Kondo says to do one item at a time, actually. Yeah. So to do all the books in your house first or your closet first, or maybe just the shoes first and making it kind of easier that way so that you can say, okay, I can go through this process of this specific item and know kind of how I'm going about it and not having to do, okay, I'm doing the books in my bedroom and then my clothes and then my bathroom and then oh, the books downstairs. And so it's like, all over the place kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I like that approach too. And I'm excited to start, honestly. Yeah. I'm excited for you to start too. I'm going to give you a couple of examples of, uh, of other things that will bring you happiness or what happiness looks like. But also with that, I would say we we're talking a lot about getting rid of things that don't bring us value in order to create a, a happier space. But also understand that there is an opposite side to that as well, that you're reintroducing things yes. into your life that brings happiness. So mm -hmm. it, it's twofold. You're getting rid of stuff that doesn't bring any value. But after you take that step to get rid of those items, anything that you bring into your life, you will know more or have a more conscious mind of me bringing this into my home, me bringing into this into my space. Does it bring me happiness? And that idea is even more powerful because you're more mindful of those items or those things you know, whatever's coming back into your space means something to you. Yeah, exactly that. I love that you mentioned that because a lot of times we are focused on getting rid of the negative, getting rid of the negative. And it is really important to see that how much positive comes out of this. 
And um, I see you have like a list here of all the feelings that arise in making space for your happiness. And I want you to go over that next. For sure. But it is really about seeing that what's left is a space full of joy and love. And that makes it so much easier. It's hard to explain until you do it, but you have to trust me and JR that it makes it <laughs> so much easier for you to feel that love and that joy for yourself after you do this. Yes. And we're always about self-love, self-help. And this definitely attributes to that. So what are the feelings that you get when you make your space or design your space for happiness? So a couple of those feelings is feeling like you are living the life that you wanted, feeling that the conditions of your life are good, feeling that you have accomplished or will accomplish what you want in life, feeling satisfied with your life, and finally feeling positive more than negative. All of those things are right on the nose. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just exactly what we've been talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you needed it laid out that way, there you go. But that's about setting yourself up for those new possibilities, that happiness in your life. And you will see very quickly that in all aspects of your life outside of that, you'll start thinking, how do I choose happiness here? How do I make this space reflect me? And how do I embrace that in myself? It's kind of a domino effect in itself, but it's mm -hmm. something that is really actionable. And I feel like a lot of our episodes are a more reflective process, but this is kind of one of the first things that's an action you can take today. Absolutely. And I will say from personal experience that I have felt all of these through the journey of trying to make my space happier. And it's not just the things, right? It, it's the mental space as well, the emotional space that the journey that I've been on throughout my life to the point where I'm at now, I can say without a doubt that these feelings have come up for me and continue to come up for me because I allow more space for happiness. That's not to say that I don't have bad days. It's not to say that uh, I become sad or upset or whatever the case may be. Of course, those still happen. I'm still a human being. Mm -hmm. I prefer and enjoy the happier side of life as much as I can. So I let these feelings take over more than the bad. And exactly the, the, the last thing that we had mentioned, feeling positive more than negative. It, it just makes my life easier. It makes my life more enjoyable that I choose happiness over anything. And yeah. whatever that happiness looks like to me is individualistic, obviously, and it would be different for everyone else. But choosing happiness over anything else has definitely brought me joy. And it's kind of a practice that once you're able to do once follows you. And I think that that's really the great part of it, honestly, because you're finding that in your space, you're choosing meaning, you're choosing joy, you're choosing love. And that allows you to, to move forward and say, I'm looking at my future. Is this thing meaningful for me? Mm -hmm. Is this thing bringing joy for me? Is this bringing love for me? And it's kind of a subconscious thing that happens at that point, which is exactly where we want you to be. Because as soon as it becomes natural to you, you kind of have that, that spiral of, wow, I'm starting to choose things that always matter to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not falling into that pattern of letting go of that control because really that's what we want you to have is to feel like if you think about it when you're sad and everyone experiences this and you know Adele's album is coming out soon so you know Adele. it'll be okay <laughs> but would you rather be sad in a neat room filled of love and joy and things that make you happy 
Or would you rather it be cluttered and things don't have its place and your bed isn't even made and now you're sad and you're in this kind of chaotic state and everything seems out of control. And I've been there. I've been there too often and I hate that feeling. Even if you need it for that sake, you will see that the, the correlation between how you're doing mentally and physically like in your space does have a strong connection. And that's why more so than anything, it's important to make sure that your space is always in that state of joy and love so that when you mentally aren't, you still can be there physically. I'm so happy you brought that up because that in itself means a lot to me personally. There have been times that are dark, hard times, sad times, whatever the case may be, that being able to feel those emotions and be in that moment in a space that is free of clutter has allowed me to understand myself more, understand the situation better without having to worry about the space that I'm in. Because the other side of that is what I had dealt with of having to deal with those emotions in a space that is completely cluttered. It did not attribute anything to my happiness, did not Mm -hmm. help me in those situations. It just made me feel like not only do I have to deal with these emotions that I'm feeling right now, but I also got to clean this space too. (laughs) Sucks. I hate that. (laughs) Right. That I'm I'm so happy that you brought that up because it, it is true. And I've lived that life. And even now, the things that I've gone through to get me to where I am today, I still deal with a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I was dealing with stuff earlier this week as well. But being able to deal with those emotions in a space that is clear mm-hmm. has allowed me to really just focus on those emotions and nothing else. Definitely. It's been a really great episode. At the end of our episode, if this is your first time here, again, welcome. We do like to have some quotes that kind of spoke to us in relation to the topic of the day. And so I will start with my quote. The quote that really kind of summed up the meaning for me was that the question of what you want to own is actually the question of how you want to live your life by Marie Kondo. Oh, wow. And that sums it up really. And I think that we we don't give it that meaning often enough, but once you start looking at it that way, you can start choosing the life that you've always wanted to live. I don't think enough people have asked that question to -hmm. themselves. And I think that it would be a very transformative thing to ask that question. Definitely. The question of what you want to own is actually the question of how you want to live your life. And it's that idea of what is it that you want in your life? Mm -hmm. What is it that you want to have? in order to kind of define the life that you want to live. And it's important instead of having all these things that don't matter to you, are we saying that your life is not really of any meaning or is doesn't really matter to you that much or you clearing all that and only having things that matter to you, does that equate to you living a better life? Exactly that. What's your quote? My quote is, Happiness is not something ready-made. It comes from your own actions by Dalai Lama. Wow. Right. That's a great one. (laughs) I'm not, I didn't find that one. (laughs) I I like it a lot. You know, happiness is just not given to you. It's not something that is handed down to you. Happiness is what it is that you defined and what it is that you want out of your life. So whatever that happiness is, depends on what it is that you do for yourself. 
Yeah, it really sums up the action of this episode and how you are creating your own happiness. And that's something that we always want to hold on to, that even in the darkest times, even in times when we don't know what's coming next, we know we can create it. And that's that's the most hopeful thing that we can have. Absolutely. So as we always close our episodes, Ayla, how can we use this to love ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a big one. <laughs> You know, I think it comes down to having an environment that you love and choosing to love yourself and embodying that love is about making sure that the life around you also embodies that. And so through cleaning up your space, and like I said, Marie Kondo, she has tutorials all online. Netflix has documentaries about it, step-by-step process. And it's really just as simple as how do I want to live my life by choosing yourself today? you're choosing to love yourself tomorrow. And that's really the biggest part of it. Absolutely amazing. And what a great episode this has been. It has definitely got me to want to clear some things that I know that have been cluttering over the, mm-hmm. uh, the time I've been here. But it's just not about the things. It's about how it is that I feel and what it is that I want as far as happiness goes in my life. So Ayla, I appreciate you as always for dropping that knowledge on all of us. No, I appreciate you, JR. And I always love our conversations because it allows me to explore deeper and think about it in ways I have been. And so my prompt this week is going to be to to clean up something. You know, it doesn't have to be your entire house. I want it to be mine. But, (laughs) you know, it does take time. And we always have to remember that. But I'm really just thankful that we got to explore this and Hopefully it was motivational to all those listening to take that first step as well. We want to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Instagram, Twitter, at the LY Foundation, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and what making space for your happiness means to you. Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home. Hello and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the LYfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're 
we're doing, we now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in.